Hello everyone and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston here with Jesse Smiles and we have made it to episode 24 if I'm yes. not mistaken. Are you? When I was editing last week's, I kept trying to find the folder that said 24 thinking that I, I was a week ahead. I was really excited well, for this Well, we didn't just make it to episode 24, we made it to December. Feliz Navidad, everybody. And we made it to 42,000 That's not how I speak Spanish, by the way. It's how I speak Spanish. Do you like our festive um, graphics that assumingly Lily put here and there or somewhere? You know, should we change the light right now to make it easier? <laughs> oh, wait, I actually haven't done it yet. Shall we? Shall we get it ready? Okay. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Amazing. Have you ever seen anything as cool as that? <laughs> we just keep breaking barriers here on this podcast. Speaking of um, barriers, cheers. Cheers. Oh, I keep seeing comments of people saying, one day you guys are going to be together and you're going to cheers and actually cheers and your hands aren't going to disappear into the abyss and we're going to freak out. But do you know the problem with that? Because I've already read those and I'm like, that would be so fun. Shit. How the fuck am I going to get my chair there? Oh, the chair would be a dead giveaway. You're totally right. It would have to be quite the elaborate scheme. By the way, totally thrilled that we embrace the different chairs thing because... Same. I, I think it on. really, it gives it some character. It's not that easy to just like buy the same chair. Each of these chairs are like a couple hundo a piece. Exactly. And I actually couldn't, I tried to find mine because Jesse was going to buy it. Uh, after like one week, she was like, we need the same chair. I got a little crazy in the beginning. Like it was like a quick trial for like one or two weeks. And then I was like, I'm going to invest my life savings into this podcast. <laughs> you didn't have faith in it. You thought it was going to fail. You wanted to have like two proof of concepts. <laughs> you know, I don't know if we've said it before, but Lily, literally, you had the idea for the podcast. You came to me, you're like, we should start a podcast. But like, haven't we all said that with every friend we've ever had? You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, when they think they're like slightly funny or interesting, they're like, I should have a podcast. And like, probably you should. Like if we have one, you should have one. But like, I just took it. I was like, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Like me and Kathleen have said that. Nassim has wanted to do one with me, which would be a fucking disaster if we ever did that. But that being said, you kept following up with me and I'm like the worst texter ever and like whatever. So Lily literally just said like, girl, I don't feel like you're in it. Like, I don't feel like you're invested in you this. kind of ghosted me a little bit the first week it was like let's film tomorrow and we're both super like kind of flexible and flaky about timing but like right, right, right. we still do it it's just like yeah we might be an hour or two behind so we just keep it breaking barriers that here she on this wasn't podcast texting me um, like first thing in the morning to do it but then it would get kind of late in the day and i'm like so you still want to do this and it took like three days and then finally i was like okay so um i'm poor i need to decide something to do um do you want to do this or not and she was like yes let's do it well i did want to do it it's just first of all i have like um what is that called imposter syndrome where i'm oh, just like why would anybody want to watch anything that i do so that like delays me from doing everything but then the the commitment like the time commitment of like okay every week we're gonna have to do this and like we've said before we almost failed on the second week and truly i really wasn't expecting it to be as big of a time commitment as it has become i also think we care about it more than we thought we would so we we're putting more time into it because we want yeah. it to be good. The whole point of doing it was uh, that it was not going to be highly edited mm -hmm. and we highly edit it. <laughs> like yeah, I literally was like, no, we'll just film for like an hour and then I'll, I'll edit it and it'll take like an hour. I remember in the beginning, she's like, well, we should add some assets. We should put a neon sign. We should do that. Well, like, remember in the beginning, we started with not a lot of pictures, not a lot of stuff. And people were like, hey, it would be helpful if you put up some pictures when you're talking about people, this and, and that and the other. you know how we feel about viewer requests. <laughs> we, we fulfill them. But, um, you know, it's just really evolved. But I'm really proud of us. We're here on it's been 24 weeks that's a lot of time that's a lot of work and i'm glad you guys are loving it as much as we love it because honestly 
I love coming on here and talking shit. It's yeah. fun. Speaking of, we have a oh, lot God. of shit to talk today. Where do we start? Okay, here's the thing. Not this time period, but before, you know, when Kanye, we're going to be talking about Kanye West and his insane anti-Semitism and rants and lunacy, quite frankly. Specifically the Alex Jones interview. Before this, I, I would say like his last little antics thing, like when he got banned off of Twitter for saying DEFCOM 3 to all Jews or oh. something like that. Horrible. Absolutely abysmal. But people were tweeting me and saying like, when I asked, what should we talk about on Do We Know Them? A lot of people were like, please don't talk about Kanye West. Like I'm so fucking fed up with him. And while my husband was like debriefing me on this Alex Jones interview downstairs, I actually was like, I don't want to hear about him anymore. Like I'm so sick of him and his rants and his fucking anti-Semitism and all the shit that he's spewing. I'm sick of it. But, but that being said, According to what Lily has, um, you know, told me about this interview, it's pretty fucking insane. And we just have to fucking take a look at it. Like we say, can't. Should, should we just start with Don then? Yeah, let's just do that because that way we can end on a funny note making fun of Ruby Frank. Yes. OK, so <laughs> basically, as you said, Kanye, like has been in the headlines for like almost like a month now, at least. He was tweeting the anti-Semitic things. He got banned from Twitter. But then after that, he went on this like media tour to, of course, all of the right wing outlets that would have him on because it was like anti-cancel culture and they were going to not censor him and they were going to give him a platform because he was silenced. Trigger warning for, I guess, a lot of everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, like anti-Semitic stuff, um, mental health stuff. And on that note, it is so clear that he is just not on the same he's not playing in the same game as everyone else. you know what though <laughs> and i've seen a lot of people have the conversation about his mental health which i'm not going to say isn't a valid conversation to have in the sense of like i guess it's relevant to understand why something's happening but i am so far beyond giving people a pass one of my best friends actually does have bipolar disorder diagnosed and um i just don't have the sympathy for like okay you can just fucking bulldoze everyone in your fucking wake because you have this disorder like I just can't get go there the part where it gets dangerous especially with someone like Kanye it's there are plenty of people out there that have mental health problems but not very many of them have hundreds of millions of followers that they can say all of their stuff to so one of the things though I think that makes the mental health aspect of this so relevant is that all of his new kind of nonsensical ramblings. I know you like the term word salad. Yes. Like you'll watch these interviews and he's just saying things for like 10 minutes straight without the other person even chiming in. Or if they do, he like gets mad and interrupts and like sings and makes them stop. The thing about the mental health aspect is, and what we have also seen recently with She Must Not Be Named, from what I know, it's not uncommon with people that are going through a bipolar manic episode specifically to have some kind of religious awakening. Cause all of what he's saying, it's not just him being like, I hate Jews. It's him quoting the Bible. Like he says that the like the government needs to be ruled with religion and Christianity oh. needs to dictate all of our behavior. And it's all of this stuff that I'm like, what? Huh? Have you ever watched like, Handmaid's Tale? And he goes on like rants about pornography and all of this stuff and how like it ruined his marriage. And oh, well, facts. I can see that. all these things. <laughs> Yeah, but then the way he talks about it, and even he gets mad that, like, Kim does anything that is sexual or, like, he doesn't want his daughter to be in anything sexual ever and all this stuff. And it's just, like, weren't... Didn't you do a photo shoot with Kim, like, naked on a motorcycle? Like, so much of what he says, I'm like, you've lived 
your entire life a very different way than what you're preaching right now. And it seems like just such a clear shift in his mentality. There's been a lot of instances where we've witnessed people from the fussy tubes to whoever having manic episodes online. Listen, this is not like to like diagnose or, you know, we're, we're not trying. No, we're no, no, just no. commentating on like what the consumers see or like what people who consume that content see. And on our end, it seems like the person that's going through that is so disconnected from like not only that moment, but everything they've ever done. It seems like there is no realm there's no reality there. However, like I said, one of my best friends is bipolar. There's different types of bipolar, one, two, whatever. I'm not saying all everybody's the same who has bipolar disorder. But she has had to do a lot of work on herself and in post-mania, mending a lot of things that happened. The whole point is like, I understand you're not here and now with me right now. Like, we're not living in the same realm. Me and Kanye, we don't live in the same world. Kanye. He doesn't... What the problem is, is instead of people in his life like going and I mean, I'm sure people have already. He's been kind of he's been a little out of it for quite a while now, even way before the anti-Semitic stuff. And then you have people like Alex Jones platforming him. And I can't imagine how many millions of views this interview. That's why I wanted to watch this because. Oh, by the way, it also features Nick Puentes. Oh, here's some clips of Nick Puentes. If you're unfamiliar. Abortion's popular. Sodomy is popular, you know, being gay is popular, being a feminist is popular, sex out of wedlock is popular, contraceptives are, that's all popular. That's not to say it's good, that's not to say I like that. Popular means the people support it, which they do. And it sucks and it is what it is, but that's why we need uh, dictatorship. <laughs> that's unironically why we need to get rid of all that. We need to take control of the media or take control of the government and force the people to believe what we believe. We stand for real human beings, truly. But we also stand for whites. Anyway, anyway, so that's sort of an aside, but it is a little bit funny. This comes from Bannon. And Bannon is the fat retard that goes on these shows and says, we're going to have African-Americans voting 50% for Republicans and we're going to flood the zone with nigger votes. I mean, that's like literally goes on these shows and says that. That one slipped out. We have one more election where white people can make the decision. The white people got to make the right decision and then Trump's got to get in there and never leave. That, to me, at this point is a pathway. We have got to talk about the fundamentals of our worldview and what it would look like to build a society based on our distinct worldview. It looks like a society where women don't have the right to vote. And it looks like a society where boys and girls get married as teenagers and start having kids and they don't use birth control and they don't use contraceptives and they have big families and a high birth rate. And it looks like women wearing veils at church and it looks like women not being in the workforce. Banning gay marriage is back on the menu. Banning sodomy is back on the menu. Banning contraceptives is back on the menu. And basically, we're having something like Taliban rule in America, in a good way. Stand up guy. Just uh, the three amigos. No, honestly, I when, when you end up on Alex Jones to like really say your piece, your life is fucking shit. I'm gonna say something really, I might be canceled. What's new? Every episode? I had just gotten out of high school, I think. And that was when Alex Jones came out with all the Sandy Hook stuff. I don't even get that. Okay. Like, well, I believed it. Lily? Like, I was like, oh my God, that makes sense. They're all like crisis actors. This is insane. How would they even... Who who would be orchestrating that? It makes that? no would... sense. But I feel so personally offended by everything he's done because I was like a mush-brained fucking idiot coming out of high school. I didn't understand anything. I didn't well, know the world. And so... And I believed him. Perfect example of 
people that fall into stuff like that is, and it's the same groups of people usually, it's QAnon. And I know that you have personal family experience Unfortunately. from stuff like that, but it's so sad to see interviews of people even like after they've like come to realize that they were going down a rabbit hole that made absolutely no sense. <laughs> but the QAnon stuff is crazy because especially in the beginning, the way they hooked people was they use very manipulative pieces of quote unquote evidence and it'll be like Q would post something and it would have it would be like it would use a certain word and then say something about Trump and then like later that day Trump would do a speech where he would say that word and people are like oh my god it must be and honestly that's pretty compelling evidence but if you look, he says that in every speech. So it's like stuff that's like, oh, the odds were pretty My good. My QAnon family member has like brought stuff to us where it was like, I'll never forget. It was like in a movie poster of some Marvel Avengers movie or something. And it was like a Corona bottle. And there was like the 2020 because it was like the year 2020. And they're like, Corona, coronavirus 2020. And I'm like, I can't fucking spin this red thread around the fucking shit for you. Like, I can't do it. I have to say, I love conspiracy theories. But the reason I love them is because I love diving in to be like, where does it like go? Like, where does the red thread stem off into like eight different places and start making shapes? As soon as there's shapes involved, you know you've gone too far. I'm always just so fascinated with, and that's why I looked into the QAnon stuff. It's like, I know that's not true. So how did you get so many people to believe it was? And one, I think people are just so kind of in this state of desperation right now with the state of society that they'll cling to anything that makes sense because it feels like nothing really does. The thing about conspiracy theories, the government ones especially, they all end up coming back together. Like they're all linked from my research. One, yes, I think there are actual a lot of conspiracies going on, not theories, that it's like there are people that are helping each other and having shady shit going on. You mean on. the rich people all have power? <gasps> There's probably a group of like 500 businessmen, top level, like elite people. They're all running in the same circles. AKA Jeffrey Epstein having a picture with literally every powerful person ever. So it's very easy to connect them. And when you see that connection over and over again with the same kind of people, honestly, it became a game during my research for me that I would be like, hmm, I'm gonna take this name and this name and Google them and see what comes up. They're all linked. And I feel like the people in my life who have fallen victim to the QAnon conspiracies and that whole world are interestingly enough, people who usually have like addiction issues, not like um, drugs or anything, just people that are, have very addictive personalities. It's interesting you say that because I actually have seen a TikTok kind of recently that was about, I mean, I see like 80 a day about ADHD, but um, that people will hyper-focus on certain topics and they like love a deep dive. And I'm like, ooh, me? Um, and it's because because it's like a dopamine release when you're like learning new things and finding new totally things. Totally makes sense. Like kind of like a puzzle. I think there's people like that. And then there was people like me coming out of high school, just like watching something and believing virtually anything I saw. I remember my cousin one time spent the, like we had a week long cruise, not to bring up cruising again, but I do love cruising. Of course you <laughs> love But my cousin was on the cruise the whole time trying to uh, explain to us why 9-11 was faked. And like, I just like, honestly ate that shit up. I must've been like, I don't know, 15 at the time. I was like, this makes total sense like I just completely believed I didn't even see a single video I think that impressionable minds I mean is that even surprising to anybody an impressionable mind is gonna believe things so I'm ashamed to say that I did once believe Alex Jones which is why I'm so for him being fucking sued up the ass as he has been because he deserves the repercussions he's getting those families like suffer at the hands of his fucking idiocy like I, I hate him well, so then 
imagine someone making Alex Jones seem like the same one in the interview. That's that is what, what makes me want to watch this. So let's just get into it because that is the sole reason I wanted to talk about it. Because if Alex Jones is the one telling you like, hey, man, that's a little wild, then we need to see it. And this is actually going to be the second time that his I mean, he doesn't I haven't watched the full three hour interview, but um, I've watched a good hour or two of it. And I don't think Kanye ever like leaves or like gets particularly like angry. But um, just a few days ago, he was on Tim Pool with Nick Fuentes again and he leaves and like walks off because tim won't like denounce jews holy shit he doesn't even challenge him really he just like doesn't say all jews are horrible and then kanye literally leaves the right really wanted kanye to like be this new i feel like they wanted it to be like trump 2.0 like he doesn't have a filter and he's just saying what he thinks and then everyone was like oh but wait that's what he thinks so all the ones below are clips from other people's like highlight ones because i thought it would be complicated to go through the actual one but i don't know what to start with they're all so good um let's see this one says there are a lot of things i love about hitler yeah, <laughs> i like the way you wrote on that. it start with that one I, there, there's a lot of things that i love about hitler a lot of things that's real I feel like maybe some people are going to be like, you need to provide context. Is there context that would make that different or? Um, well, let's go to the next clip. Okay. <laughs> First of all, the answer is no to that. Like there's I was nothing. Say, though I have to say, I don't think any kind of context I would provide would make any of this any more digestible. I mean, there's some people who argue, oh, what Hitler did was great for the German economy and certain things. And it's like, he's Hitler. We're talking about. <laughs> Well, that's Kanye sees the other side of that. I think Hitler was a really bad guy, and I repudiate what Hitler did. I understand that the British intelligence set him up and used I, him. I, I like Hitler. I, I don't like Hitler. And I know you're trying to be shocking with that. I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. I see good things about Hitler also. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like the word evil next to Nazis. I think we need to look at... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just because you don't like one group doesn't mean the other. But look, I fine. love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. <laughs> well, I want to say there's a lot of good Nazis that were just fighting for their country. And for them all... Like George Soros. For them all to get put in a box. Every Nazi's bad. Well, could some of the Nazis have just been fighting for their country? Oh, they're all... Oh, we can't... We can't put them all in a box. All right. <laughs> I'm literally getting so fucking upset that I feel like screaming. If you thought it couldn't get weirder than that... It's not weird. It's absolutely fucking abysmal that this man who is so unwell is unfortunately given this platform not just alex jones but the world watching his downfall the world watching it's like giving literally i was i was telling my husband this you go to the corner shell and there's an unwell person screaming in the parking lot and you give him 100 million people to listen that's not that's not that's right. exactly what i was saying earlier this is where the mental health thing comes in i'm like there's Plenty of mentally unwell people out there, but not that many of them can get a two and a half hour interview on Alex Jones and spew all of this shit and have people actually listen. Obviously, I hate what he just said on Alex Jones, but let me explain why. I cannot stand the devil's advocate for people that are fucking horrible. And right wing people do it a lot. I know we've gotten so many comments lately like, don't talk about politics. Let me just say something right now. Politics 
is real life. I get it. It's not like fun and sexy, but it is actually applicable to like everyday life. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for, what to do. I mean, not right now, whatever. But like what I will say is that politics are a part of all of our lives. And this kind of rhetoric of just, well, is everybody who's a who was a Nazi back? Okay, yeah. Am I sure that someone who had to fight on Germany's side like didn't want to? Yeah, that. What is that we're talking about? Have you seen? She's just not that into you. There's an exception to every rule. <laughs> oh my god, that part is so epic. I just I hate that whole devil's advocate for things that are dead and gone. Like we understand the Holocaust was bad. Hitler was bad. That doesn't mean that Hitler never maybe gave five bucks to a person who needed it. That that, that's not relevant right now, Kanye. to deny the Holocaust later. Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not a Kardashian fan, um, but what I will say is I know that this has to be like obviously a huge reason why Kim left him. And it's just so embarrassing for him, his children, his family, everybody. But also it's it's reminiscent of situations we've seen of people in manic episodes where you just, it's sad to watch someone with nobody of value in their life, with nobody who will help them. I mean, like I said, I have helped my best friend through literal moments where I was like, I don't know what to do, but all I know is that I love this person and they're fucking struggling. And I showed up and her family showed up and we all fucking showed up. And it's so sad to see these people who have seemingly everything, all the money in the world, all the popularity and nobody That's there. That's one of the problems though is, well, one, that his accounts had been frozen, I guess, because he owes like $50 million in taxes. Didn't and uh, Kim bail him out once of debt? She like bailed him out of like $100 million of debt. Oh, I don't know. But that's like one of the reasons he's going around now because he's claiming that the Jews did it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding I, me? I don't think so. <laughs> he keeps referring to like them and he's reading literally c conspiracies that have been around for decades about there being like an elite, really rich group of Jewish people that are controlling everything. He is saying that they have frozen his accounts, that they tried to put him in prison, which I don't think that happened. But he also is referencing this text that he gets, I guess, from someone that worked for him at one point. Basically was trying to threaten him and like give him an ultimatum into like getting help. And he then instead of accepting any help and I'm the text was worded very aggressively but he then just started going around and reading the text on the news and telling everyone that he was like everyone's trying out to get him and stuff and I'm like or they're trying to help you we'll continue but it's just really it's sad to watch someone so alone it's not like he didn't have people in his life but I think also when you have that much money and influence he can cut those people off and go find new people there's always going to be someone that wants to help Kanye West mania in my experience of it it does alter obviously your like kind of reality your consciousness to a certain extent but your personality your heart is still there and I don't want to like mischaracterize bipolar people as like people who like are literally just acting as like how they wouldn't act in general this this is in his heart like that is in his heart whether he's a right of mind right now and his judgment is super sound or not this mm -hmm. is in his heart it almost seems and yeah, i'm not an expert i do not know but it's almost like you know like uh, drunk words or sober thoughts. It feels like this wouldn't necessarily be what's on his mind. Like it is like normal consciousness, but little seeds that have been planted that he maybe wouldn't have thought about. Now he is like dove in full force and is. The thing is that I think this is something that he would normally think about. It's just something that would filter 
out. It's something he knows is not correct to say out loud. And now he doesn't give a fuck because he's in a state of mania. That's my opinion. Obviously, I don't fucking know. I'm not his psychiatrist, but I'm just saying like, this is something he thinks and he believes. That is why I can't give him a pass. I don't know what pisses me off more, seeing him do the stuff where it seems like he's doing it just because he like thinks it's like grossly funny. Like the uh, White Lives Matter shirt, like the shit eating grin on his face where it's like, <laughs> look what I did. I'm like, Oh my God, are you 10? Okay, so one of these links says Kanye on Tim Pool. I really want to see this because So this is I... him talking about Tim Pool, but click the one after it okay. for, um, this is him walking off the show. Oh, great. Lovely. Let's see. Yeah, I, I think I think they've been extremely unfair to you. I think. Who was they though? We can't Cor say who they is, can we? Press. I'm not using the, I don't, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you, you guys use, I'm, I'm talking about- It is about... them though, isn't it? I mean, because, <laughs> no. it, it, because when you think <laughs> about it, consider it. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? It, what, what do I mean? Like, uh, uh, okay, so how about. Are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? So he leaves because he won't refer to the us or, or to the them. Oh, is that what it is? Tim Pool kind of tries to like agree with him without agreeing with him. And he basically is saying like the media, but Kanye doesn't think it's the media. He thinks it's the Jewish media. Kanye West has been in debt a million times in his life. Kim Kardashian had to bail him out. And he believes, if I'm understanding correctly, that all of that is due to Jewish people. So here's also the thing is all of these interviews, it's kind of touting him as this potential and then I think he now is confirmed that he wants to run for president in 2024. He throws out a lot of talking points about like society and how like the government needs to change. But all of this, like all of his grievances stem from him being personally fucked over by like contracts in the entertainment industry. All of this started because he was like, what we need to do is get all these people in a room as if he's like giving an ultimatum to like Tucker Carlson. And it's like, what, who are you talking to? Like what? Who are you talking about? Is he, what I'm thinking, and I don't know if there's more details out there, and I'm sorry if there is, but is he thinking that someone who like worked in finances or like investments or something who happened to be Jewish maybe fucked him over? I'm not even saying that happened, but I'm saying if that happened, how could you even generalize this to all Jewish people? How does that compartmentalize? Like he's not, he's referring to, I guess, like finance and like people, like management and people that do like contracts and stuff in specifically the entertainment industry. He'll be talking about really broad topics, but then he gets like uber specific and just dials in on just his personal problems. And I'm like, why would people vote for you for president if you just want to fix your own stuff? Like, I mean, not I, to like jinx it, cause we said this before, but he's never, he will never win as a president. Um, Tim Pool I mean, thinks otherwise. Tim Pool tweeted that Kanye may just win. And then later he tweeted something like, oh, maybe never mind. <laughs> it's not like hate against Jewish people is new. Like it has been around for a long time because of very nasty stereotypes that have been perpetuated since the beginning of like money. It's just so absurd that he's saying all this, trying to be like, I'm telling you people the truth that no one's telling you. And it's like, no, you're reading a conspiracy theory book from like 1800. Well, and it's also like a level of gaslighting that's really hard to like consume from a celebrity, especially, but like for instance, with my family members that 
I will be told something. And then if I think it's bullshit, because it is, I'm told that like I'm asleep at the wheel and I don't understand what's happening and I don't see the truth for what it is. And it's so hard to see someone like Kanye West say something that you're like, that's not fucking true. But meanwhile, he's like, if you don't fucking believe this, like you're an idiot. Like it's just, it's so. But then it's even more frustrating because the people that are having him on their shows are giving him an absurd amount of leniency when he's saying all this stuff because they don't want to have what happened on Tim Pool happen and have him walk off because he is so volatile that he does seem like he's just gonna lose it at any moment. So he says all this shit and then they wear kid gloves and they're like, well, I mean, I don't think all Jewish people are bad. And then suddenly he's like referencing things from a Bible that don't feel like the normal Bible, and I just am so confused. You would think that if you gave someone the opportunity to take back that they were throwing this blanket generalization on all Jewish people. I've seen him being interviewed by a Jewish person, and they're like, but you understand that like, even if there was some bad ones, I'm not saying there is, I'm not, <laughs> love Jewish people, it's fine. <laughs> but even if there was some bad ones, they're also good ones. And Kanye does not accept that at all. He's just like, no, 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 we're not talking about the good ones though, we're talking about the bad ones. And I'm like- You could say the same thing about any culture. What? You can gather Cuban people, you can gather black people, you can gather Jewish people together, and you can be like, well, one person who so happened to share these traits, religion, etc., did me wrong. And so therefore they're all wrong. And that mentality should every single fucking time be absolutely denounced, shut down immediately. And this guy's just being given microphone, sure microphone after sure microphone on every fucking podcast for him to talk shit. Um, but anyway, let's see what what else you have here. Um, well, so given what we saw with him just walking off Tim Pool, this is now what he says about it. Tim Pool is an NPC, you know, and you're a real, a real human being. So no one's ever heard of uh, Tim Pool. You know, you're the legend that is Alex Jones, and you were fighting on the front line, and now we're here with you. You got some other superheroes, part of the Avenger movie, fighting for Christ. They're superheroes. They're Avengers and they're fighting for Christ. It's always the, I figured it out. I understand what the meaning of life is essentially. And I'm the only one who knows. When is someone that already thought they were a genius and now they're seeing this stuff that like, even the dumbest person would be like, ooh, I'm connecting all the dots. I guess in conclusion of this, because I, I don't want to spend a whole episode. Like, I literally am. There's one more. Oh, what, there's oh one more okay then. Possibly the most unhinged part of the entire interview, in my opinion. It is a recurring, I won't say segment, but almost. Um, You know, he's been like dabbling in like voices and like being funny. No. <laughs> Netanyahu, what do you have to say? What do you have to say to Alex Jones right now, Nick Fuentes and Ye? It was bad. It was bad for Trump to meet with Nick and Ye. Okay. I had no idea your voice is going to sound like that, Netanyahu. So you don't like Benjamin Netanyahu? <laughs> I just, I, I just heard about this guy two weeks ago since so like the tweet, and I thought he had a funny name. I heard he's like really into like he's like a super killer. And I could die for saying this, so. In case this is the last time you ever hear from me. <laughs> if you need some context for what he was saying, by the way, he has made a character out of two props for um, Benjamin Netanyahu, who is a former Israeli prime minister. So he's calling him Neddy, and he has a net, and he has a Yoohoo beverage instead of up. Yahoo. It literally just is reminiscent of you're outside of 7-Eleven and someone comes up to you and you're like, ah, like, why? Hello, that sir. No one would ever validate as being 
any kind of correct. It just shows how unless you were spineless Alex Jones is because he's obviously understanding how wrong this is, how absurd this is. Yet here he is platforming him. So it's like, I want to be like, oh my God, Alex Jones actually... He, he seems like the fucking sane one here. That's insane. But I can't even give him that credit because it's like he's on your show. It almost pisses me off more because you see that kind of thing with a few of them and even Tim Pool that normally they're like full on. Yeah, say whatever you want. Right wing. Go for it. And as soon as someone is like totally outside of the realm of what is acceptable at all, you can see them kind of almost drop character and they're like, oh, they are a normal person, which pisses me off even more because they know that everything they normally do is yeah, wrong. Yeah, you should know. Yeah, exactly. They, he should know this is wrong. And it's just, oh my God, it's so uncomfortable to watch. And I feel awful for his family. I feel awful for his children. That's what I was saying. I'm like, can you imagine having to like hide this from your kids when you can't? And also, how do you explain it? Because like, I don't know how you would explain it to a fully grown adult, much less. I understand totally how it happens when you have the money, you have the celebrity status and all of that stuff. You just... I understand the piece is how he got there, but... No, but I mean, like, he literally has like a fucking assistant who goes and runs and gets him a net and some yoohoo. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have... Like, it's just like so insane, <sighs> the level that this man has. He has so many people around him and yet nobody of value and nobody to help him. And it's sad, but it's also like, no matter if he has his awakening moment which sometimes happens and sometimes never fucking does because a lot of this is his ego speaking and a lot of this is his like internal feelings but like no matter what the fuck this man says unless it is like i should have never fucking said that i am so sorry no well, it seems like he's never gonna go down that road probably well um speaking of kim and kanye and conspiracies and the global elite. Shall we talk about the other lighthearted topic we have for today? I was just about to say, anybody who's like not into those topics is just like... Maybe you skip to the next one. We have chapters for a reason, guys. You can skip yeah. on by. Um, but everybody who didn't want to hear about them, sorry, there's more. Yeah, Balenciaga, uh, if you haven't heard. I don't even know how to describe what happened besides... Should we just play the TikTok originally? Yeah. Yes, this is the first TikTok that went viral, but there's been quite a few. <laughs> Please tell me what product you think this brand, Balenciaga, is advertising here. Please tell me, because I can't be the only one who didn't think it was purses. Do you look at this and think, oh, they're advertising adult purses, a child holding literal fetish gear. This is a worldwide, internationally known brand, Balenciaga, advertising their purses by having a child hold kink fetish gear. And it was not just that one, it was also this one as well. Would you guess that that's about purses? Cause I didn't, I'm a woman and I didn't know it was about purses. It seems to me it's about sexualizing children. It seems to me that this hypersexuality has gotten so bad that it affects everyone, including children. And children should not be involved with anything sexual period. Why is that always the agenda is to involve children with some sexual BS, it needs to stop. I didn't see that one actually. That's the first time I've seen that. That was apparently the first one that kicked things off, but then things kind of continued to snowball because people went back and started looking through past campaigns of Balenciaga and there have been some other strange instances where you could say pedophilia is referenced. We're just gonna lay this all out first and then obviously go into our opinions on it. And I'm blurring those kids' faces. Like, oh, I, for sure. yeah, this is so weird. Like the internet does, just like Reddit does uh, during the Try Guys era, they went back, like Lily said, they looked into everything and there was just the weirdest shit. Now, I'm not the conspiracy theory 
type per se. I'm usually like super turned off by like zoom in here and you could see this and it's like blue and blue plus one equals five. I, I can't get on board with that. But there is no, th this is undeniable. So when you zoom into this advertisement from Balenciaga, this is an official Balenciaga advertisement, there is a piece of paper. Now it seemingly looks like a regular piece of paper, but no, no, no. It says it contains an excerpt from the U.S. Supreme Court opinion in United States versus Williams, which upheld part of a federal child pornography law. So just an excerpt from that fucking, like, what? Where things get like weird is like for anyone to be like, oh, it's a coincidence. It was an accident. Why do you accidentally have those court papers printed out? That's what I was going to say. Like, I understand if like you have a piece of paper that says uh, someone's address and like you didn't mean to have that there, but you just grabbed a <laughs> stack of papers. Okay. But why the fuck do you have that printed in the first place? Why do you have it on your computer? Why were you reading it? What was, I need to know the whole backstory. I don't get it. After that thing started getting really, really conspiratorial, because people started looking in the background of other pictures and seeing a lot of references to, and stay with me here, what's its name, Ball? Oh my God, this is the dumbest shit ever, but yeah, Ball. Okay, so yeah, this is where it gets really QAnon-y, but um, some aspects of it are concerning, but some aspects of it I think are, you can explain. <laughs> to the boy's left is a drawing of a rainbow. To his right is a drawing of Earth with a crow looking down over it. And on the ground, there is a roll of ticker tape with Balen Balenciaga spelled not the normal way, but spelled capital B, capital A, capital A, capital L, Ian Saga. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know the meaning of that still? What yeah, is the it? god of, uh, we've talked about it a million Child times. Child sacrifice. That's how, okay. Yeah. I, I, Child sacrifice, pedophilia, unstoppable right. sex. And evil and... Yeah, uh, yeah, Moloch. Right. It is the ancient god in the Bible, Moloch, or Baal, B-A-A-L. It's a lot of gibberish, no? The reason this is particularly relevant, I think, at the moment during all of this is because Baal symbolism in art and stuff is very common and specifically is really intertwined with a lot of the stuff that came out of like Pizzagate, which people have already tied, um, not tied necessarily, but they're using the Balenciaga hashtag to tie things back to John Podesta, who is Hillary Clinton's old, he was like in the middle of Pizzagate. Oh, so brother. it turns back into this pedophilia ring of the global elite. Art has always been a really common theme in a lot of these conspiracy theories. And I think there are sketchy aspects of the art world, but I also think that people read a lot into things and jump to conclusions. I don't know if I'm in the minority here. I think that things like this waste our time and it's kind of like there are negative things that are completely confirmed and were done incorrectly and put children, I think, in a very uncomfortable and probably a dangerous spot from like by Balenciaga. But this whole thing is like, it's, we start wasting our time when we go astray and we're like, well, this and that and this. I just feel like it's like not, I don't know. I don't actually Regardless feel like it's of relevant. how many symbols and hidden messages you can show me in all these pictures, you can't provide any evidence of actual. Well, funny part is I actually had family members already coming to me with this. Like, did you see the Balenciaga with two A's? So then now Lily actually just pulled it up. 
where the whole thing that they're even talking about is this roll of tape that's on the floor here uh-huh. in a photo shoot with a child and the BDSM bear thing is is there as well. Is that a purse or is that a bear? I don't know. And to be honest, I feel like I was confused at first when everything first came out because I'm not familiar with BDSM attire. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Just looked like a gothic bear. Yeah, I like, I thought it was weird, (laughs) but I didn't know it was like inappropriate. But when you actually look into, you zoom in on the tape, you can tell, and it looks like to me, the tape is ripped, right? Like it's like a piece of the tape, the end of the tape is lining up with the A. You know, at first I was going to say that I could see that too, but I think it's also just the lettering underneath shows through. But maybe someone on Twitter had pointed out how easily it could be to, if you just cut the tape, at the A and it happened to line up back where like there's no proof that that actually is spelled like that it could literally just be where the tape lines up yeah like the tape was they cut it so that they can use it for something else for the chair let's say to wrap the chair in Balenciaga tape exactly and they just oh, stuck it on the actually, floor yeah zoom into the chair yeah <laughs> the chair is covered in tape my viewpoint on this I actually agree with you and I am I mean I'm not familiar with BDSM in the personal sense per se but I am familiar with the concept of BDSM and it looked like um gothic bears to me I actually didn't have like it looked like weird now here's my thing Balenciaga in no way shape or form unless I'm completely mistaken is not geared towards children almost ever maybe they no, have a few kid yeah. items but it's not like it's an adult brand to my knowledge you are correct and I'm unsure why they would use children in any ads that's my number one thing is why the fuck this is not old navy this is not the gap why the fuck are you having kids carry anything even if it was a handbag like I don't understand why they were using kids period I think I was telling you this before we started filming but like I am I guess so anti QAnon that I'm quick to be like let's find the like rational You know, like I'm not going to go down the baby blood drinking rabbit hole. I can't do it. Um, However, it's pretty, like I said, undeniable that there was a lot of wrong done here. So in my opinion, what the fuck were those parents thinking? They had to have been on set. That's a great question, actually. They had to have been on set. So where where were they? Why were they not asking, hey, why is there a ball gag in the fucking bear that my kid is holding? Honestly, maybe they didn't even notice or they just didn't care. I would be like, why do you want my kid for an adult brand? Like, it, I understand if you want my kid to model for Gerber, but like, why the fuck do you want them to be here for Balenciaga? I don't know. And I haven't really seen much about like if the kid's parents have spoken out or something. Right. But one of the things that I don't get is even if... Let's say, hypothetically, Balenciaga is the at the center of like a child abuse, sex trafficking, sacrificing, satanic, whatever. Whatever the QAnon people think. Say that that actually is the case. What would be the goal here? Like That's projecting my their, question, their Lily. to like communicate with other satanic child worshippers? Like that I don't understand what the point would be. fucking question it's always like they're sending secret messages to each other and i'm like why well here's the thing here's the thing somebody put that there somebody put that paper there and somebody put that's where it gets fucked. that's where i get to next i'm like so what were they getting out of it so then you get to the next step and you're like well then who would do that and what would they get out of it i know that this is very far-fetched it's just as much of a conspiracy as anything else but i almost feel like couldn't you and again i 
disclaimer, I real I don't think that this is what happened, but I had like an inkling of it for a moment that I was like, hmm, that someone did it to spark this outrage and like reignite this pedophilia in liberal Hollywood and the fashion industry and just stir up more conspiracies because these all connect back. It took people two seconds to start tweeting about John Podesta and Pizzagate. If someone wanted to stir the political pot, I don't know why Balenciaga would be the choice, but well, here's the thing. Not as far-fetched as I thought, Lily. Good job. I'd like to think I'm pretty logical. Another thing, just before we keep going, I want to get like all the things that people found that I feel are like founded in truth out of the way really quick. So this was another Balenciaga um, campaign, something of the sort. And in the background, there's a book by Michael Borman. Now, I have no idea who that is, but the internet does, of course. And Michael Borman um, wrote a book or is this an illustration book? What's the deal? I don't know, but we don't need to go any further. It's Naked Children. Oh, it's like an illustration book of Naked Children yes. for real? Yeah. Shit. So that's the the stuff that I believe are like definitely founded in this actually happened. And and jumping back to what you were saying, mm. I absolutely like my first brain was like, who the fuck was the set designer? Who is the art designer on set? Now, they could have some vendetta against somebody at Balenciaga, Balenciaga mm -hmm. itself. Maybe they just like to cause chaos. But also... Oh, so like someone that just wants to like fuck around. And yeah, like maybe. Throw fuel in the fire once in a while. But then I also think, why would someone that's so easily traceable, everything's documented. They know exactly every single person that was on set that day. They know everything. So why would you do something so crazy knowing that you're so easily traced back? Like, I don't get it. This is a really, really dumb comparison. But the only thing that I can kind of like liken it to is, you know, when like there's those clips or like not even clips. It's like individual frames of like Disney movies where the animators like put a dick in the clouds where it's like that feels like it would be very easily traceable, but they did it anyway. Yeah. Why do they do that? You think just for fun? They're bored? Yeah, I, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess people do crazy shit all the time. Now, let's talk about the fallout. So immediately Balenciaga was like, not us. That was their first reaction was to say, we had nothing to do with that. And we're going to sue whoever was responsible specifically for the papers. Now they apologized for the children and being pictured because they, obviously they knew about that. That wasn't a secret thing behind the scenes. Yeah. They knew that was happening. They were like, oops, that was in bad taste. But the papers is what they specifically had an issue with. And they were going to sue whoever placed the papers there. And apparently they have begun that process. Now I know that a couple... Yeah, but now they have decided to drop it. No. Yeah. No. Yep, today. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Why would they and do they that? they put out another statement. And oh, the Lord. the creative director has put out multiple statements. Oh, hell no. Okay, here we go. Fuck me. Uh, Balenciaga also, they have cleared their Instagram yet again. They cleared it immediately after everything started. And one of the people that tweeted about it, that it went viral, used that as like, ooh, look at it. They're trying to hide their tracks. But in reality, Balenciaga does clear their feet a lot to like, then post about the next collection they're gonna do it's not good like timing though this huge archive but <laughs> they have since deleted all of their posts and now if you look at their page it's just two. Oh wow okay a lot has changed um because the first statement i saw was what i said um but wow they have a new one which do you want to read it sure we would like to address the controversies surrounding our recent ad campaigns we strongly condemn child abuse it was never our intent to include it in our narrative <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the two separate ad campaigns in question reflect a series of grievous errors for which Balenciaga takes responsibility. Hmm. 
Okay. Changing their tune. The first campaign, the gift collection campaign, featured children with plush bear bags dressed in what, whoa, 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 what some have labeled BDSM inspired outfits. What I mean, do you again, label it? I don't really know. Now would be a good time to tell us what they were doing or what they thought they were doing. Don't you think? They could have been like, oh, we were doing gothic and we didn't realize the that they like overlap like, or whatever. I, when people just flat out deny something or like creatively talk around it, you're like, what? Yeah. Gaslighting. Like that, I was going to say, that is called gaslighting. Yeah. Our plush bear bags and the gift collection should not have been featured with children. Yeah, you said that. This was a wrong choice by Balenciaga combined with our failure in assessing and validating images. The responsibility for this lies with Balenciaga alone. What happened to make them change their statement? Because this is a drastic shift. The second separate campaign for spring 2023, which was meant to replicate a business office environment, included a photo with a page in the background from a Supreme Court ruling, United States First Williams 2008, which confirms as illegal and not protected by freedom of speech the promotion of child pornography. All of the items included in the shoot were provided by third parties that confirmed in writing that these props were fake office documents. <laughs> they turned out to be real legal papers, most likely coming from the filming of a television drama. The inclusion of these unapproved documents was the result of reckless negligence for which Balenciaga has filed a complaint, but no longer a lawsuit. <laughs> we take full accountability for our lack of oversight and control of the documents in the background and we could have done things differently. While internal and external investigations are ongoing, we are taking the following actions. We are closely revising our organization and collective ways of working. We are reinforcing the structures around our creative processes and validation steps. We want to ensure that new controls mark a pivot and will prevent this from happening again. We are laying the groundwork with organizations who specialize in child protection and aims at ending child abuse and exploitation. We want to learn from our mistakes and identify ways we can contribute. Balenciaga reiterates its sincere apologies for the offense we've caused and extends its apologies to talents and partners. Okay, and there's another one. Jesus. I have thoughts. <laughs> Balenciaga takes the following action. Oh, yeah, this is new. Uh, It's kind of all bullshit, but it says, lawsuit, Balenciaga has decided not to pursue litigation. Hmm. And they want to learn, help, and contribute to protect children. We are starting trainings on responsible communication across our teams. That reminds me of the episode of The Office where he does, like, the racial sensitivity training. Oh, this is a message from the CEO. Oh, Cedric it has an accent. I don't know how that how, how that said. Ooh, they donated. We have set aside a significant fund for grants to organizations so that we can help make a difference in protecting children. Oh god, I hate rich people. Let me just let me just say. Uh first of all, the not pursuing litigation, that means they realize they fucked up. There was no If there's anything I know about a brand like that, what a great PR move it would have been to sue the people responsible, which they can because it's them. Um, But if they could have sued those people, one, and proven like we had nothing to do with it, that would have been their best route here. Because it's like the only way you can even get away with this remotely is like we didn't know. We had nothing to do with it. Now, you can claim negligence with... I would say the papers, but I can't say the papers. And the reason why I can't say the papers. I have a question. Uh, Sorry. They're only addressing those two. They don't address the book and they don't address any of the other symbolism or anything. So I understand why they're not addressing it. They don't have to. Honestly, could be a reach anyway. But can you explain to me how 
this statement they put out, they're basically, they're kind of creating like plausible deniability for the bears in the BDSM outfits and saying that it it was like a misunderstanding. They didn't explain how though. They didn't say, this is what we meant. This is what we were going to do. They didn't. Because it wasn't a misunderstanding. They just like, we're okay with it. And then the papers, the papers are, it's not like they, I'm, I'm not defending them. They shouldn't be in there. But like, if you take the bears out of it and just talk about the papers, it's not a lawsuit that like promotes you know, like, it's not like it was like a win for child pornography. It doesn't. I think it's the opposite. Well, here's the thing. I can't, and again, I'm not a strong conspiracy theory person, but you're going to tell me this picture, which is super tailored. I mean, they literally laid down every single piece of paper. Why is every paper surrounding the bag turned upside down where it's just blank white? And the only paper that's turned around is about that. That's weird as fuck. And it's intentional. I mean, that whole aspect of it also, it's like companies so much smaller than Balenciaga will have full teams and like have people double checking. Like they have inventories of everything. Every single item and prop on the set was well documented. By multiple so people. to act like they just like threw papers in the air and that's where they landed and that happened to be one. Why would that paper be in a court drama? Why would they use real I'm sorry, ones for I, that? I, I'm not going to be made a fucking fool of. Do I look like I have stupid written on my forehead? No, this is just Someone strategically put it there. I think there's no question about that. I think the question is who did it and why? Well, and even if they did get it from a random place, let's say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. The person had it in her car from the last shoot somewhere else down the street. The fact that it's so close to the bag and it's such a center point of focus when all the other papers are turned around, you have to make sure that there's nothing compromising on that paper. Whether you're the editor or the photographer yourself, like you have to make sure that paper doesn't say, fuck, um all people from Cuba or like something fucking that, that's going to get you in trouble. You have to fucking read it. Well, and I guess that goes back to my question a second ago that like they read what, it. I, I'm not saying it's okay, but I kind of am curious what other people think of like why, if it was just the paper on its own, like why is it that bad? What do you mean? Like, it's not like it, it says anything. It's well, not it's like, not like what? CP itself, but it's fucking like weird. It's, it's fucking weird. I don't deny that at all. I just, it's not like I don't know I get what you're saying it's not like it's it's kind of like okay the book is almost like worse the book absolutely which I think it's crazy they don't address that because that's another piece that like someone put that there so uh, back to my thing I I think there's no question that these were put there for a reason but the question is why were they put there and who did it right um, so that was the summary of the craziness of Balenciaga. It was all over TikTok, all over Twitter. Everybody's talking about it. So naturally, people who have partnered with Balenciaga many times, like Sir Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, were pressured to make statements along with every like any celebrity that's ever worked with him. People were like, well, say something. That's how the Internet works. So Kim Kardashian did make a statement, correct? I don't know if it's here. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a link to it. It's a whole Twitter thread. So Kim went to Twitter and made a statement on the 27th of November. And she said, I have been quiet for the past few days, not because I haven't been disgusted and outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns, but because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how this could have happened, which I think is definitely fair. As a mother of four, I have been shaken by the disturbing images. The safety of children must be held with the highest regard and any attempts to normalize child abuse of any kind should have no place in our 
society, period. I appreciate Balenciaga's removal of the campaigns and apology. In speaking with them, I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue and will take the necessary measures for this to never happen again. As for my future with Balenciaga, I am currently reevaluating my relationship with the brand, basing it off their willingness to accept accountability for something that should have never happened to begin with, and the actions I am expecting to see them take to protect children. And literally the first answer, the first thing Blair is Blair White, White saying, cut ties completely or you're full of shit, Kim. Well, so I have an interesting thing that I've seen people posting. Well, first of all, Kanye had gotten dropped by Balenciaga, like, I want to say a month ago. I don't know the timing. But um, first, I've seen a lot of, I, I mentioned earlier that there's been a lot of paparazzi videos of Kanye, and he's been very chatty with them. I think he calls them. But he uh, has mentioned Balenciaga a few times and know. been like, why aren't people talking about Balenciaga? But then he puts out statements yesterday on Twitter after his Alex Jones interview, if that's what we're going to call that. And his Twitter is now suspended. But you would think that because they dropped him, he would be anti, which I thought he was based on the videos that I saw where he's like, why is no one talking about that? We should care about the children, blah, blah, blah. But then apparently he tweets, I stand by Balenciaga and denounce all witch hunts and I cancel cancel culture. Jesus is king. Ending trafficking doesn't start or end with a fashion campaign, for Christ's sake. Then he said, never turn our backs on Demna and the Balenciaga family for life. Cancel, cancel culture. Jesus, please heal. And Demna is the creative director of Balenciaga, who has, I guess, since he has started as the creative director, has been like the source potentially of a lot of controversies. I um I fucking hate this. You see this with almost every single person who's ever been quote unquote canceled. They're always like, fuck cancel culture. Like, duh, because everyone hates you. It's just so annoying. Everybody always goes there. He's just saying it to say it. He talks to hear himself talk, and I'm so over it. Apparently, he had also shared earlier on Twitter that day a text exchange with Demna, who... um. He's apparently worked on multiple projects with throughout the years. And in the alleged text, Demna begged Wes to ask his fans to stop Demna hate, to which he responded with, love cures everything. Love Demna. Why the fuck does anyone text Kanye anymore? You know he's going to post it. There's no privacy when it comes to Kanye. But anyway, we have a very long episode plan. I just wanted to touch on it because I knew because we mentioned Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, people were going to want us to cover oh. this. Well... Fun times. Thank you, Lily, for that beautiful topic. Um, moving on to our other resident bigots, Ruby from A, A Passengers. Oh, connections. How's her porn site? Oh, my God. So we kind of touched on this on the last episode where we were just like, we were going to talk about it, but there's really nothing new happening. But really, we haven't talked about or updated on A Passengers at all since our first fucking episode. So our first ever I was say, episode. Since episode one. Wow. Yeah. we Our first episode was on family channels and how awful they were. But a lot of it was on Eight Passengers. And if you don't know, she is a Mormon, uh, a very uh, religious, intense, strict Mormon woman who has has gathered a lot of controversy online because of the way that she parents, which is horribly, in my opinion. As a parent myself, I think I can speak on the fact that, holy shit, her kids hate her. And it turns out, shocking, they do. 
They do hate her. So we missed quite a few things. It, it's funny because I actually feel like in the first episode, we do touch on the topic of how the generation of kids that have been victim to being in family channel vlogs all the time, that this is going to be the first kind of era where those kids have started to grow up and now they can speak out against their parents if they want to. And did it actually happen? Yeah. So we actually missed um, a statement that the daughter, Sherry Frank, made because people started putting two and two together. They started noticing that Ruby's siblings who are also online were unfollowing her and then that Sherry Frank didn't follow Ruby and everyone was like what's going on so Sherry Frank is the daughter of the Franks and um she ended up making a statement because you know you know how the internet does they they speculate and then they push people like what's going on on every single picture until you comment so she posted an Instagram story actually she said I know that there are many rumors circulating online about my family while it is true that I am not in contact with my immediate family and don't support the extreme beliefs of connections please remember that this is my real family despite good intentions speculating rumors and gossip doesn't help us I'd like to ask for privacy for me and my family as we work through this very difficult situation. Please know that many are working on this situation and I hope one day that we can be whole again. Please respect my privacy as I work through my own healing as well. I always feel weird when I'm reading a statement about their privacy because I'm like, oh, whoops. Yeah, I was going to say, awkward. Sorry. My bad. But that is the statement that she put out. So then people started noticing not only that um, Frank is his name, I think, the husband. Mm -hmm. Is it Kevin or Frank? I, God, I, there's so I, I said yes, but I have literally no idea. Oh, not the website. <laughs> Oh my God. It I looks know. like it was made on GeoCities. <laughs> uh, Kevin Frank. Okay. So the husband's name is Kevin Frank and people started noticing that not only was he not a member of Connections anymore. So if you remember when we first spoke about them, Kevin was someone that would avidly like comment on things, but it was like a mom group. So it's like, Kevin, why are you here? So he would like comment on posts and stuff and be like, you have to live your truth. So that's their main thing, right? You have to live your truth. Anyone who's not living in the, let's be honest, Mormon truth is like deceptive and living a horrible life and is going straight to the pit of hell. That's, and this isn't to shame religion in any way, but don't you feel like we're like really religious people? Nothing ever really makes sense. It's all very vague. Like they say stuff and I'm like, what does that mean though? <laughs> it's a lot of talking to hear themselves talk and to feel like grandiose and better and holier than thou. And as a daughter of a pastor, okay, I mean, no longer a pastor practicing, thank God. I just cannot see my dad as a pastor now. I look at him, I'm like, what the hell? I can't see you but, being the um, daughter of a pastor. No. <laughs> Literally. Um, but there's a lot of uh, hypocrisy. I mean, it was just constant hypocrisy in the church. People who were just wanting to be told that they were like doing better than everybody else. And like, okay, so I got this. Because we all have a lot of doubts in life. And I think religious people or like religious environments, I want to say religion as a whole. I don't think that like having faith in general, you know, like someone That's who has thing. faith I'm in like, their own. In general, I'm not trying to shame everyone that has no. religious beliefs. It tends to get a little disconnected the more extreme it gets. When anything gets brought to that extreme, it's bad. But religion in general harbors an extreme environment so it's like religion thrives off of spreading the message spreading that mm. truth spreading your knowledge of what you know and everybody else doesn't know so you have to tell them about it every religion does that because that's how they thrive that's how they keep opening churches and everyone keeps making a living but that being said that is their main thing we live in truth everything that we say is deceptive is deceptive including being trans gay uh i mean you name it they're extremely homophobic extremely bigoted extremely well and then even weirder 
Like, you would assume that only people that are also all of those things would be the ones joining this group. Like, I, I would assume they all probably share similar viewpoints. And I would assume that Ruby would assume that as well. But it's so weird when you hear her answering some of the questions because someone will ask her something that's like pretty generic and like not that serious and suddenly she like flips it around and is basically like scolding the parent that left the comment it's like she's scolding them for asking for advice but she asked them to ask for advice i just feel like anybody who's as extreme as ruby is to the point where you're withholding food from your kids we talked about that in our first episode things like that your kids fucking hate you and we said that in our first episode like ruby there's no world in which your kids grow up and think that you were an excellent mom and the fact that her and this woman who i want Wanna, hold on, let me see her name really quick. Uh, I know her name, but I can't. Jody. Oh, Jody. Okay. Jody Hildebrand. <laughs> so Ruby and Jody, um, what's really ironic of them working together is that the history of Jody is that she was actually a therapist and would be a therapist to couples who were married and had so many complaints about her that she almost lost her license to be a therapist or her qualifications, whatever it is that you need to be a therapist. She almost lost that because she would literally, as they accused her of allegedly, would try to like ruin marriages and like do what? shit and, and get one person to be against the other person. And it's so fucking wild when you dive deep into it that this person- Sounds like it would be a Hulu show. Literally. The fact that her and this woman Ruby are now together on connections with a capital X. Um, as Lily says, it sounds like a porn site and it absolutely does. But what's crazier is that since starting this connection, so it started as a Facebook group, right? They started giving advice um, to parents who were asking like, hey, my daughter is trans. And then they would be like, no. And that was the essence of their advice. Then they... I guess what happened was that they noticed that a lot of people that were on their Facebook private Facebook page. They got page, infiltrated. Yeah. The, the people that were on there were not fans. They were people that came from commentary videos or people that were critical. It was Marky. It literally was just Marky. So what they did was they actually put um, their services behind a paywall. So incomes, connections, insiders. And that's what they started. So for just a small fee of $21 a month, you can get exclusive access to their online community on Volley, which is some like chat site that they're using to uh, answer Never questions. Mind you, all of this is from the two people that are the most least qualified ever to give parenting advice. Yeah, I was gonna say, how are you gonna give parenting advice when your whole family's not talking You can either, oh my God, I'm reading this now. So you can either pay $21 a month for their access or you can pay $21 for 20 minutes of direct messaging to Jody or Ruby on Volley. And you can ask a question and receive up to 20 minutes of video interaction with them privately, one-on-one. -on -one. So, But I think the $21 a month, you don't get 20 minutes guaranteed. It's probably like a one minute answer. So if you want that quality time with Ruby and Jody, gotta pay. Well, what's interesting is that ever since she started this connections thing with this Wicked woman, Jody. I mean, honestly, I think that Ruby herself is wicked. Pretty wicked, if you ask me. But when wicked? she started... Yeah, because I feel like an evil energy from them. Like, strange, evil, deranged. Like, I don't know. They give me really bad vibes. But ever since Ruby started this, her life essentially fell apart. So people started noticing Kevin is not on the connections group anymore. So that was before they mm -hmm. even started this paywall thing. Then they started noticing Ruby's not wearing her wedding ring 
and she oh, always I actually didn't wore know that. it. Yeah, she always wore it, and now she's not wearing it. So there's speculation that they're separated, and a lot of people are just thinking essentially that this Jody woman, who was notorious for ripping people apart and like almost lost her fucking license for that, is doing the same to Ruby, and is like some weird. She has her in some trance. Not that Ruby was like a wonderful person before she met Jody, but you know what I mean. It's just happening. Took her even deeper down. Yeah. Um, but have you also heard though that people are pointing out that Jody's very critical of Ruby. Like Ruby will be like personally like recounting her downfalls as a parent or just as a person, I guess. Then instead of being like, oh no, it wasn't that bad or trying to like reassure, Jody's like, oh, and you were this too. <laughs> I accredit Marky to keeping this in our sphere. And also he gets like access to all their videos, I think that are like behind a paywall. So thank you, Marky, because I'm absolutely not paying to get into connections with the next. Absolutely not. Side note that I, is not really important, but I had no idea going into the first episode. But did you know, do we know them, that I actually have a connection? To who? Not with an ex. <laughs> to whom? <laughs> Um, do you remember when, so if you guys don't know, I know I always drink Trulies on this show, but, um, my non-alcoholic beverage of choice has always been Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And I always drank it a lot on Clever. Over the years, you would think from the millions of views and free product placement I gave them, I would have maybe gotten a brand deal, but that never happened. Instead, they did DM me one time and they're like, what's your address? We want to send you something. And I was so excited because this was right after I had seen that they were sending just like cases of Dr. Pepper to a bunch of different influencers one of which was jared meekham ruby's brother-in-law oh my god and he uploaded a picture and it's him sitting on a literal throne of dr pepper that's what we and made our whole video on oh my god i forgot you were in my birthday one yeah literally we made a whole video on this on lily's channel yeah so basically jared's in this throne and then i'm like oh my god am i getting a throne i'm so excited i give them the clever address and i get my package and it is a fucking backpack with a six pack in it and some Dr. Pepper flavored candy. I, I sound very ungrateful and bitchy and this is all kind of a joke too. <laughs> but um, it was just so like, wait, why why did all these people get thrones? And I just got a backpack. So I was being really petty and I posted a side by side of me and Jared in his throne and Jared immediately responded on Twitter and was like, oh my God, I'll send you a case. And he was being so sweet. And we've been Dr. Pepper friends ever since. So her brother-in-law they don't speak i believe hopefully not yeah i mean what's new people hate their in-laws all the time but i i just feel like that's so random <laughs> i i know and someone brought, like commented after they're like lily jared's her and i was like <gasps> and like i've never met him in real life we're twitter acquaintances that just share bond over dr pepper but um crazy lily doesn't think you should live in truth don't worry <laughs> do you no. I, what does that mean? Oh, actually, one thing I wanted to bring up, though, about all of their, like, verbiage around everything is that despite all of it, as far as I'm aware, being really, like, centered in religion, they don't talk about, like, God. They just refer to truth a lot. Well, no, it's because um, the Mormon religion isn't there, like, Joseph Smith is, like, their fucking... Uh, I don't know. They like have some, some weird, weird shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, standard God-to-person pipeline. I think they've got some fucked up shit in there. But so I feel like she's kind of vague about it, though, so she can appeal to, like, anyone that... Like, she still speaks in a religious way, but it's never specific to what religion, you know? She used to do that about gay people like um girl defined you know those two sisters <laughs> yes lovely hope we dive into them one day that's a great time they for instance used to be very very vague about their stance on homosexuality mm -hmm. and then they kind of like reeled that back and were like oh no we're homophobes like so a lot of them do that just to like get 
the people in, you know, you don't yeah. want to seem too intense. You don't want to seem, and then they're just like, just kidding. Gay people shouldn't exist. But <laughs> am I wrong though? Like she doesn't ever really refer to any kind of specific religious. I know what you mean. It is very vague. The whole truth. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that is, yeah. It seems like very, what I find about religion a lot. And as someone I feel like who has been religious in my life, no longer, um, I have been, and I feel like I can speak on that is that a lot of religions use vague terminology like you're going so through it a lot to the mass you yeah you need something that you've been looking for i don't know just like psychics do they throw shit at a wall until they see what sticks that's what i feel <laughs> religion does a lot and ruby absolutely does it a lot um but anyway marky put this we'll just uh get a little glimpse into their connections um messages and how they respond to people oh and then God. we'll we'll call it a day no one asked a question on this page yet, and the fact that I'd have paid 21 fucking dollars to get on this page, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna ask a fucking question. And normally I don't do this, like, I haven't posted any questions on the Facebook page, I've never DM'd anyone privately or whatnot, but since this is a paid platform where you pay to ask one question a month, and I did pay the money, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna ask a question. Now the question I asked was because I wanted to get a gist of how Jodie would feel about the situation with Ruby and her family without actually asking about Ruby and her family because that would be a bit out of order. So I've just worded it about myself to see what Jodie's opinions would be on a general situation where someone's family doesn't want to live in truth like Geordie and Ruby and you know, Marky, right, I'll read it out. Hi, I recently joined this group for one specific issue I have had recently. Living in truth can be tough when the people around you don't have the same views as you and I've experienced this firsthand. This being with my family, they've been vocal with the fact that they find my views to be disgusting and don't seem to want to speak to me because of it. My question is, should I rethink my views which is simply just living in truth and taking your advice from the Facebook He's capitalizing truth each time. Is that do they do that? I don't know, but Marky, your dedication is amazing. You not only paid to get I'm in. I'm dying. It's it's this is very and, believable. But the idea of like saying I want to ask about Ruby without asking about Ruby is so smart. To carry on living in truth, even though my family will not speak to me and are so against it. Loaded question, I know, but I could really do with a solution, and I look forward to seeing your video response. Thanks. And then about a day and a half later, we got a response from Jordy, which is already going against the criteria that is on the page. You know, they said you get your question answered within 24 hours, <laughs> so it was a bit late. And also. <laughs> They have no one else to fucking answer questions for. I'm the only one here. But yeah, Jodie responded with like a five minute video, which is her basically just rambling about nothing really and just kind of going away from the question. But all in all, she basically says, if your family don't accept that you're living in truth, they don't accept your views, fuck them. You have a family or family members that feel that um, you- Really quick, you see the eyes, right? The demon Kenneth Copeland eyes. I don't know if I'm just an empath or if I just like literally can see emptiness in people, but holy shit, her eyes disturb me. Well, it's weird though that you bring up the eyes because did you see the thing about Ruby's eyes that people are commenting on? No. I want to say it was maybe, it was probably spill sesh. Um, there's videos where people are like, something's going on with her because she has this kind of weird like- The twitching. I did yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, like I don't want to mimic it. I'm not like making fun of her at all. It, like it seems like there's something- like a neurolog, something's off. Like I did she see should that. Get checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably stressed the fuck out. Yeah, it was like a weird. Like her eyes were kind of like bulging, and it seemed like she didn't even notice she was doing it. Kind of. Ooh, interesting. No, her eyes um, just freak me out because they're empty. And <gasps> her eyes just show that she has no soul. She just scares me. <laughs> anyway, um, you choosing to live in truth, though I'm not quite sure 
what this means, you say that people what? think it's disgusting or you're disgusting. And I don't understand that. I mean, really? Like, the thousands of people who've told you that your views are disgusting and have told you why, you still don't understand that? Like, this is shocking to you? Now, here's the thing. I'm but not also, too educated. All they say is live in truth. So what do you mean? I don't understand. Yeah, that's No, she doesn't understand why anyone would sense. think that it's disgusting to live in truth. That's what she's that's saying. That's because there's no definition to living in truth and they're making it up. You've got to decide how you're going to live your life. Are you going to live a life where you're more interested in what people uh, think of you and how they're going to respond to you? Or are you interested in becoming a very independent human that makes decisions because they're in your best interest? Yeah, what I find really interesting about that whole like um, mindset of especially people in a lot of organized religions where they'll just be like, let other people judge like we're living in truth and in our moral principles are better than everybody else's. That's such a matter of opinion that to literally dedicate your life, isolate yourself from your family, do your whole life around something that has made you alone. You're you're literally, Ruby, this girl's, this lady, the soulless eye lady is the only friend you have in this life. And that is so fucking depressing for something that if you ask me, I think is total bullshit. So it's just so fucking insane. And, and, and they don't understand how it's all a matter of opinion, of perception. Every Everybody in religion thinks their religion is the only truth, which is why it makes every religion so confusing because it's like, who is actually telling the truth? Is anybody telling the truth? I don't know. Because they're all basing it off shit that was written thousands of years ago. And I'm like, um, is that still relevant? Do you know that they interpreted that right? Do you know how many times it was rewritten? Like, it doesn't make sense. And also, <laughs> I like that the fact you bring up opinion in it because can we talk about the fact that people go to like Bible study their entire lives? to study this book and have different interpretations. So if it's that confusing and open to interpretation that you can spend your entire life studying one book, it seems like maybe that's not a good thing to base everyone's lives off of. Well, that's the thing is like, and again, my mom, for instance, is religious in the sense that she has like a very strong faith. She's super like, you know, whatever, but I'm not. And I'm not here to be like, oh, all of that's bullshit or what I'm saying is right. My whole thing about religion and life in general is like, why the fuck would I think I have the answers? Whether I've read a million books or whether I've read a book a thousand times, I don't think I know everything. I actually know fucking nothing. And I understand that, which is why I'm not religious. But um, well, but know, I think that they they see it more as like, they don't know either, but they're being told by this grand authority that I'm like, that I've no, actually seen a lot no of people one, say that like, if I die and I realize that you know all of this was bullshit which I mean literally nothing would happen because it was like, I don't think they would really have me but a lot of people say that they're like if I died I am glad that I lived my life according to this which like if it aligns with your principles and you want to do that in your free time I literally have nothing wrong with it my issue with religion always comes into don't push it on other people and it's almost impossible well that's the thing if what it's doing for you is just adding value to your life by making you subscribe to a certain moral compass that you think is correct for you and that you think that it gives you something to live for and to like believe in great happy yep. for you if someone else doesn't believe that a lot of the religious moral compass gets kind of ignored then i feel like when people start to like then want to push their beliefs on someone so i'm like doesn't that defeat the purpose can't you just be a good person and not subscribe to any of this i mean and do whatever you want again it's not to shame anyone who's religious but i've always thought anything that i genuinely believe in my life like things that i'm like oh that's part of my belief system my morality i have never needed someone else to also believe that in order for me to feel strong in that 
that. So that's where I go with faith, where I'm like, if your faith is good enough for you and it makes you happy and it makes you feel fulfilled, you don't need me to believe it to feel fulfilled. So that's where I get like real rocky with these people where I'm just like, because it gets toxic so quickly. Again, I know many people, people whom I love dearly. My father was a a freaking pastor, as I said. I know a lot of people who are religious, who are not disgusting, who are not people who are so judgmental and horrible. Like, it's just so sad. There was another clip of, of Ruby crying and kind of like reflecting on family vlogging and why she stopped doing it. And I found it just a little bit um, disingenuous and just felt like you're not doing it because none of, like your kids all fucking despise you at this point. Like, you don't pretend that it's like she, she blamed it basically on the internet and the hate and like the judgment and stuff that came from the internet. And I just, I can't get on board with that. It's like, dude, you put your family out there in a way that was totally not okay. I think Ruby's the one that did all the like period, like first period videos yep, and crazy yep. shit like that. You did that and you were of age and of like, you should have known better. And now she's saying that she doesn't want her kids to be exploited, but she's placing all the blame for this exploitation on the internet and people like sending hate, not on the fact that she was the one exploiting it. And doesn't she even say like, there's no amount of money in the world. And it's like, well, apparently there was an amount of money and attention combined that made you do it for the last like how many years? So the only reason you stop now is because they left. You, you know what? I totally get people who don't put their kids online at all. I've definitely battled with as like my son, for instance, gets older. Cause like when they're young and Ethan actually does this too. He'll show like his youngest son, but he won't show his like four year old son because they babies aren't as recognizable yeah (laughs) exactly they change it's not like you're gonna like Um, a stranger's not gonna be out and be like i know that baby exactly but i've struggled with like when do i want to stop showing him i know they'll probably reach a point where i do but i just don't know when yet but what i will say is that when i got into drama online in 2020 i actually it was my son's third birthday on the day that something went down online and i'll never forget that i got like nasty comments basically it was a nasty comment about me saying that they deserved a better mom that i'm fucking horrible and whatever but just the relation of like drama coinciding with my family was enough to make me never want to like I literally didn't post them for so long after that I was so just just made you wish that people didn't know you had a kid exactly my thing is like Ruby this has been going on for a long time you've gotten a lot of hate a lot of there's family vloggers who have this isn't a sudden onslaught of criticism at all and I get it that like when you get into something online or whatever people are going to attack anything they can and they see your kids as like a a, you know easy way to get to you but with Ruby and other family vloggers who have for instance there was one on TikTok she's a famous TikToker I can't think of her name right now but a guy showed up with a fucking gun to their house and it like misfired or something or like he went to shoot it didn't shoot the dad was able to like he ran away because of that the dad was able to get his gun in the meantime and when he came back with the gun again like fixed presumably the dad I think shot and killed him and it was like a a famous TikToker like it was like someone who was big on TikTok she was a minor and these are the things that it's like this is where we can get to very quickly with the parasocial relationships and shit and I just hate that Ruby's like it's the internet that's all bad no you're putting your kids on a fucking silver platter and saying here's when they get their period here's when they went to the doctor and here's exactly what the doctor said like it's just too intense and viewers correct me if I'm wrong I'm not a (laughs) religious no pun intended eight passengers viewer but um the hate that they were getting has never been directed at the children themselves. It's at Ruby for being a fucking monster. So it's not even like the comments are like, oh, the children, like the comments are not a result of the kids being exploited. Like all the negative was to her. 
If, yes and no. I think I that mean, it, I definitely, I, I feel for the kids and I absolutely yeah. want them out of that situation too. But she's acting like they were just getting like, you're ugly comments kind of. No, and there I'm was, like, um, ah. There was a situation, I think it was with Crazy Pieces. I'm trying to think of who it was. That was another prevalent like family vlogger. Uh, who fucking knows at this point how to keep track of them. But it was another family vlogger family. And like one of the kids literally got like catfished and like manipulated by like someone. Like the whole point is that. I mean, I don't doubt that that would happen. Up, yeah. Being put up on the internet like this, it just leaves you open to so much vulnerability to be this available. And I think that it's fucking dumb that she's there crying. It, it's so funny because you see like some ounce of humanity and Ruby crying and then you're like, oh, she's still full of shit. Like this well, she opens I'm like, well, fuck. I like, I hope that nothing too sketchy happened with them and that they didn't experience anything too bad. But you can just tell from the way she's framing it that it's very purposeful that she's not, she's trying to make it like they were suffering because of the comments. I'm like, no, they were suffering because of your parenting. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but all I can say is that I hope that one by one those kids find their freedom and their voice and can get away from her cuz honestly Ruby is um she's a troubled person who has latched onto religion to be very awful and I think that her kids are going to suffer because of it. Hopefully they don't and I wish them well. Ruby and Jody can go kiss my ass. <laughs> I really don't like that Jody woman. I know I don't like Ruby, but like Jody scares me. I just, what a duo. And then seeing the quality of that website is just... <laughs> what are you talking about? Shall I pull it up one more time? Let's scroll through for the viewers. Look at that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Call to action. Stock video oh, yeah, footage. A lot of I mean, text. Are you ready to feel empowered? We have our business blazers on and we're ready to go. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot. That looks like the blazer I wore oh for a Halloween episode. That being said, I think that's all that we have for today. Wait, wait, um, wait, I feel wait, like today wait, was a little wait, bit wait. more of a I'm dying. What? I read verbatim. Ruby Frank is a certified mental fitness trainer with connections. She is a wife and a mother to six wonderful children. Her entire family has been transformed through connections training and is now helping others to experience the same transformation. Ma'am, did you forget that none of them are speaking to you? Mental fitness trainer? That's what you're stuck on? <laughs> <laughs> her entire family has been transformed. Her entire family has been lost. Follow these directions if you want to lose all of yours too. Is mental fitness trainer like, just, <laughs> does that account for all the mental gymnastics that you have to do must to be. believe this bullshit? I just love that term. I'm stuck on it. I can't help it. Anyway, this was fun. I'm sorry if this was a little bit more of a downer episode. I feel like we talked about like serious things, religion, politics, anti-Semitism. But you know what? That is what's going on in the internet right now. We didn't fucking choose this life. The internet did. And honestly, we try not to do anything on it. We're like, ah, it's just like, yeah, yeah. no, then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And now we're here. I know there's really not, not much going on. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed spending some time with us anyway. And yeah, I think that's about it. Anything else, Lily? I don't think so. Um, we weren't talking about potentially doing some kind of bonus episode. I don't know if that's really going to happen because full disclosure, I'm also um, editing Vlogmas for Kristen McAtee this year. Go check it out if you need a Vlogmas to watch. I'm not doing it because I don't do enough things to vlog <laughs> but um we were talking about perhaps doing a bonus video that's like more evergreen-esque what what were we what was one of the topics it was uh showing each other like funny videos just funny videos in general yeah i mean and we really want to do this bonus episode but who knows if it's gonna happen but as pitbull said shoot for the stars because if you don't land wait what is it because if you don't reach them at least you'll 
fall on top of the world? I don't know, what but of fuck? course you're quoting Pitbull. <laughs> Lily Holt. Do we know them? I do know Pitbull. He was a family friend for a short while, and I need to show this awful picture that is literally the most cursed image of me that anyone has ever seen. I don't have it on hand, so you can't see it right now, but just trust that it is the worst thing you've ever seen. Okay, then do you want to see my picture with Pitbull? <laughs> what? <laughs> we met him in the Cabo airport after spring break 20. Oh my God, this crossover is everything. Yeah, so my stepdad worked on the radio and Pitbull, they were a big part, him and his partner at the time were a big part in like Pitbull's coming up, especially in Miami. They would play his music when nobody else played his music. And so then when he became big and he would do concerts and stuff, we would go backstage and we would like take pictures with him. But I was like fucking 12 and hideous. I was a fucking hideous How beast. old were you? <laughs> I was like 12 or 13. Oh my God, I'm so excited for this picture. Uh, but that's about all we have to offer for you this week. We always leave with a little zest. You know, we can't just leave you hanging. We always give a little something. But do we know them? Apparently, yes. Sometimes this podcast limits us because I feel like both of us have a lot of very random tidbits we could share. We really do. But but honestly, no, I don't think it limits us. I think it actually brings these random stories that otherwise would be buried and probably never on the internet. They br it brings us out. You never know what to expect. Never. <laughs> Gotta watch through the whole episode or else you're gonna miss our hideous pictures with people. Anyway, oh uh, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, we really appreciate you guys being here and staying through the video. And yeah, we'll we'll see you next Sunday. Bye. Bye. Bye.